Hello and welcome to the NWR Newscast, episode 64 for uh, Saturday, August the 6th. Well, that's all. You can almost out. say this is an Ultra 64 episode. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I, I assume it'll go up at 4 p.m. Uh, on Saturday the 6th. Um, with me today, uh, first I'm your host, Zachary Miller. Um, with me today, Scott Thompson. Hello. You can call me uh, Scott Thompson, 63 and a third, if you don't mind. <laughs> uh, and, of course, uh, Obi, Mike Sklens. Yeah, Mike Silicon Graphics Sklens <laughs> or something. Ultra, te- ultra team. There you go. Uh, and uh, maybe I'm Zach Dolphin Miller. No, no, no. Dolphin was the GameCube. I'm an idiot. Uh, yeah, well, so, crap, what was the code know, name for the N64? Yeah, I'm trying to remember it. that, too. Was it Project Reality? Yeah, that sounds yeah, yeah that's that, it. That yeah. sounds right. And so far from that, uh, it turned out to be. But uh, if you can't <laughs> guess, we're going to talk about the Nintendo 64 since it's the 64th episode. Uh, eh. Yeah, eh. yeah. <laughs> Get it? Um, but first, first, uh, me and Mike haven't had a chance to weigh in on the whole uh, 3DS price drop bombshell and uh, the ambassador program. We weren't here for that newscast special. So, Mike, take it away. Um, I mean, I'm, I guess I wrote my big blog post about it. I'm, I'm sure some of the listeners, uh, read that. And basically, I guess my thoughts were just, I mean, everyone should have known it was coming, but, um, I was more impressed with the, how the way Nintendo handled it. A lot of people might think, oh, well, there's no good way to handle this kind of situation, but I think they did about the best job you possibly could by offering up value incentive and, um, just their esteemed gratitude to the original purchasers of purchasers of in, the 3ds in japan and europe huh in japan and europe they were grateful in north america they were like fuck yeah we're awesome <laughs> well yeah i guess to some degree yeah which i thought was funny but it was still the same strategy globally so oh yeah yeah, yeah. Just, the word just from the top you know it. especially well i guess i think the executives taking pay cuts um I guess obviously that is related to 3DS, more related to their over, overall general stock market outlook, including slumping Wii sales and everything on top of that. But, um, you know, it's so it's I think the 20 games is a pretty good mea culpa as yeah. far as I'm concerned, even if I don't play half of them. Uh, that's still probably about $80 worth of content. I don't it's not $80 worth of games or 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 anything like that, but it's. $80 worth of content because that's what they price it at. I don't right. value it as high as they price it, but the point is that even at, at their pricing, it's probably about double the price cut. So even at half valuation, it's still break even. It's hard to it's hard to justify any kind of cost for Balloon Fight. If it had been 10 <laughs> games and all NES games especially, I probably would be noticeably more upset. Yeah. And honestly... Yeah. I probably would have preferred if if these GBA games are exclusive and no one's going to get them. Great, give those to everybody. But if the NES games are going to be made available to everybody, I would I would prefer fifty dollars in eShop credit over fifty dollars in eShop games. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But it's it's picking nits, I guess. I overall I think it was a pretty good strategy. Of course, the internet fucking hates it because <laughs> that's what the internet does. The internet overreacts. Yeah. What what, what were your thoughts? <clears throat> I, I think it's good. I, I told Andy before their uh, uh, their show that if they had just announced a price cut and then had held off on the announcement of that ambassador program, I would have been really pissed off. And that's what Apple did. 
Oh yeah. A couple years ago, when the iPhone came out, this is what my blog post was mostly about: is that in 2007, when the iPhone came out, it was priced at oh, that's right, five hundred dollars and six hundred dollars, and it came out in like July or August, maybe very early August or something. I think no, I think early July, and then like at the end of September, they cut two hundred dollars off the price of it, yeah. which is a third of the high end phone is six hundred bucks, which is what most people got. Because who's going to spend $500 when you could spend 6 if you're spending that much money already? Yeah. <laughs> um, so they cut the price by a third from 600 to 400 And, like, the backlash was like, listen, fucking Steve, we knew we were going <laughs> to – we knew this was going to happen eventually, but I expected this phone to be worth at least $100 more than it is worth now right. in a year from now. Like, you did two years of price cuts in six months. What the fuck just happened? Or four months even with the iPhone. And then they were like, oh man, this is not good. We totally pissed a bunch of people off. Here is a $100 gift card to the Apple store. Yeah. And that's what they gave all of us. And I was like, great. Now I can buy a really nice pair of headphones. Um, <laughs> it, now, did they did they cut the price for the same reason Nintendo's cutting 3DS price? I don't think so. I think it had more to do with some sort of AT&T renegotiation of the contract where at first when you bought an iPhone, there was no subsidy at all. It was just 600 bucks flat out. And so the phone company wasn't subsidizing it like they normally do with phones, um, which is why you can get like a droid, an Android phone for like $25 now or whatever. But they didn't subsidy that. And instead, instead of AT&T buying the phones and reselling them, what they did was they didn't. And instead they gave AT&T like a 10% cut of everybody's bill. Oh, which was like, insanely good deal for Apple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually AT&T was like, this isn't working out. And they, <laughs> they, they recut the deal. Oh, I see. And then it became a subsidy, but there was a price drop as a result. And uh, I think that's how it worked. Okay. Anyway, well, it's, it was, it was a poor reaction. It was a ultimately good reaction on Apple's part, but poor initial handling of the situation. Unlike Nintendo, who obviously learned from Apple's mistake. Cause it's uh. another, it's the exact same situation. Like, was it March, April, May, June, July? Five months later, um, it gets a one-third price cut. Yeah, it's the exact same situation, and they they were wise enough to learn from Apple's mistake. I'm uh, I am surprised by how much they're cutting it. I mean, it's it's as cheap as a, D, a DSI XL now. Yeah, I, I and they're not say even cheap. It's as expensive well, as they're not even <laughs> going to stop selling the DSI XL. It seems crazy to me. That's weird to me. Yeah, they're keeping and all they're not the going to DS... change the price. Yeah, they're keeping all the DS systems on the market. Well, they're probably taking a bit of a loss on the 3DS now, so they want to recoup funds on yeah. the other systems. But it's also interesting that, uh, oh lord, what was I going to say? Oh, their their uh, earnings projections went shot down like eighty percent. Oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty brutal. Yeah. So you know, I think I think in a few years we'll be able to have a discussion about what went wrong with the 3DS. Yeah. The DSI XL, I, I think they're keeping that the same price because they don't want to lower it, you know, and then have this holiday season where people are rather, you know, would rather purchase that because it's cheaper. You know, they want oh. 3DS to to sell well. It is it is confu- going to be confusing, though, for a consumer, you know, Joe Schmo consumer like DSI, you know, DS, DSI, DSI, DS Lite. Yeah, DS- but anyone, anyone who knows can at least can differentiate between the DSi XL and the 3DS. If they see them at the same price, it makes the 3DS price look more attractive because oh, you yeah. know it's a newer product. So the fact that it's priced as much as an older product makes the price look magically more attractive. That's very exactly. true. 
Because you do this weird comparison in your head where, like, well, for the same price, I could get that piece of crap or I could get this thing that is brand new. Right. As, so, as opposed to if they lowered the DSi XL to 150, they'd be like, well, I could get the 3DS, but I could save 20 bucks if I get the XL. Yeah, exactly. No yeah. one's going to opt for the XL if they're going to go in with $200 anymore. You know, I kinda, exactly. If, if I could transfer my DSi games over to it, I, I might. Well, now they're on the 3DS, but back when it came out, I would have gotten a DSi XL. Things like a Acer. <laughs> oh I yeah, I had. It, um, I mean, I had a DS Fat that I sold, and then I had a DS Lite, but that was the last DS I owned. A yeah. launch, a launch unit, navy blue I Japanese had the DS Lite. Oh, not Japanese, but yeah, I had. Well, a, yeah, the, yeah, the navy blue one only ever came out in Japan. I think uh, mine like a, was black or gray, or yeah, probably. Man, that that was an ugly unit. My God. Yeah. What the the light? No the. The original, the launch. Oh no, unit. I'm talking about my light was navy blue. Oh, I got you. Okay, I'm talking yeah, about the fat. Oh yeah. You you. Yeah, you and then I had the... I had that DS light until this year when I got a 3DS. There you go. If I had an XL, I probably wouldn't have bought, or even a DSi, I probably wouldn't have bought a 3DS. But I figured, well, I can get all those DSi features now, and I never experienced any of those, so that's why I got the 3DS at launch. Oh, there you go. And then you you weren't able to uh, experience them for another few months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait. So <laughs> is that. So Zach, you used um, you used the original DS the entire time. No, Me? I had a DS Lite. No, oh, Zach. Sorry. No, I I had a DS Fat, and then because I'm a consumer whore, I then bought a DS uh DS Lite. Oh, okay. The question and, is, Zach, though, do you own a Game Boy Advance, an SP, and a Micro? The only one I don't own is a Micro. Well, yeah, but we all own the other two. The micro is yeah. the real cincher <laughs> in that equation that makes you a consumer whore. I have been looking. F- I, I, I'm on. I'm always kind of on the lookout for older systems just to have them. You want to get the, you got to get the Japanese micro that looks like a Famicom. Oh yeah, I I had the uh, Game Boy Advance SP that ha- that looked like a Famicom. I have the lime green SP that came packaged with whichever Zelda came packaged Minish, with. It was the Minish only way to Cap. get it. Yeah, Minish no, Cap. it wasn't Minish Cap. It was, oh. No. I forget which one it was. It was the first one on Dia on on SP. Might have been Four Swords even. Oh yeah, maybe. Um, but it's like it's in lime, like super lime <laughs> green. Um, and it and I love it to death. It's like one of my favorite systems ever. Nice, but I I am always on the lookout on like Craigslist for uh micros, and nobody ever sells them. Oh, and I then I have remember, that Kelly uh... Slater edition. Oh Jesus! Um, I won it in a contest from like. I was in college and I think I got it from like Maxim or something. It was, wow. I was just on like, I was on like NeoGAF and they're like, Hey, look, here's this contest where you can win a Game Boy Advance. That's been custom decorated, custom, like hand painted and stuff glued onto it. Like arts and craftsy by like one of three extreme sports guys. And one of them was Kelly Slater, who was apparently a surfer. <laughs> one of them was like a skateboarder guy. And one of them was like a BMX guy. I don't know who the, whoever, like, Todd Mira or whatever the fuck. Dave Mira and Tony Dave Mira, Hawk. Triple yeah. X, Dave Mira fucking, Ride a bike and look at boobies and Tony Hawk professional skater. <laughs> it um, sounds like an the, awesome. So contest. like those guys are kind of famous, but then the third guy was Kelly Slater, who's a surfer. Like no one really cares about surfing, at least not to the same level that they care about skateboarding and right. BMX. Um, so I won his, and it's custom painted like the ocean, and it's got like glittery things glued to the sides of it. Huh. I, I did. I, I did I an article for it on. Planet GameCube when I won it because it was just like what are the fucking chances of me winning this stupid Game Boy? <laughs> I need to show this to the world and because of the internet I could. There you go. Thank God for the internet. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a good story. I guess I don't know what else to say besides the name Ambassador Program sounds stupid. Yeah. 
they could have just called it you get a bunch of free games if you bought it on launch or before August 11th or whatever the date deadline is. But Zach, we're yeah. ambassadors now. We have to go forth and show everyone how awesome the 3DS is. Oh, is that what it is? Uh, that's been... why we're ambassadors. Yep. Okay. I got a. Uh, I got a name. We've been made. signed into a blood pact. <laughs> I didn't um, know what I was getting into when I bought you it don't, on launch day. If you don't convince at least one person to buy one every month, those 20 free games get deleted. They disappear. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a PlayStation Plus account. All of a sudden, they're gone. <laughs> We have a Shit, job man, I better work it up. Uh, Scott, why don't you read our one piece of listener mail? Uh, it's about a similar topic. Okay, yeah, I can do that. Uh, so this is from uh, Kasaki Project. I think I've got that right. Yep. Um, and he wrote, so I'm kind of shocked at how drastic the price cut is. Also, how soon? But when you look at the sales, it makes sense. The system is definitely struggling. Honestly, 3DS seems like the Nintendo uh, seems like it's Nintendo's next GameCube, but we'll see. It may seem too desperate and discourage confidence to consumers. Maybe $200 would have spurred sales and seemed less insane. Also, to your point about the U.S. press release seeming arrogant, are you surprised? Between Operation Rainfall and their E3 PR, this is their MO. In regards to me personally, I bought the system day one with three games. Man, I really regret it now. I'd much rather have you get, have got the system for 170 and Zelda in August. The five-month five, five month wait wouldn't have killed me. I'm glad I'm getting 20 free games, but it's mostly stuff I own or have played. It's a nice gesture, but for me personally, I would have rather have saved the $80 and not bought the four games I got before Zelda. They're all okay, but we're just placeholders. I've had some fun as an early adopter, but I'd rather have saved the $230. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I, he's right. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, is. There, there's really Why did no... he buy three games at launch? There weren't three good games at launch. Yeah, do you guys want to guess what he bought? Oh, I'll bet it's Street Fighter Four, Pilot Wings. Pilot Wings. And uh, how about Nid- Ridge Nid- Racer? Yeah. I, I, the third one's a toss-up. It might be Ghost Recon. That got a good amount of decent hype. It got yeah, good I bought, coverage, I, yeah. I bought, I or maybe he one. just got um, Pilot Wings, Steel Diver, and Nintendogs. Or maybe he got all three editions of Nintendogs. He's <laughs> <laughs> very dedicated. Yeah, well, yeah. Thanks for writing in. Um, I just have to say that, Mike, in um, when you edit this podcast, I think you should use that old picture of you as the uh, chapter. Oh, art. I'm going to. I'm going to. <laughs> okay, good. Nice. That needs to happen. Yeah, this thing is, this yeah, thing it's, is incredible. It's People need to see this. I just imagine they got all three guys to just sit at a table somewhere and, like, draw yeah. all over these themselves i wouldn't be surprised if they had their kids do it <laughs> yeah exactly arts and crafts with some game boys yeah, I, I mean i was just looking at it again and god forgive how awful i look in this photo um <laughs> but if you if you look at it um you can see it's got like on the left hand side it's like a wave that's curving over the top of the game boy screen and there's a sun in the top right corner uh but all in the wave um, Zach was looking at it and he was saying that it looks like it must have been difficult to play. And he goes, no, it was impossible to play because all those little blue flecks around the wave, those are pieces of glitter that are glued to the front of the Game Boy. And the whole screen is embroid is got a bordering of like shiny white glitter around it as well. You so know, it's not for playing. Never... I was surprised it even turned on. <laughs> like you could... you could never sell it on eBay or anything because somebody wouldn't, no, no wouldn't buy know it. it was from Kelly Slater. They, well, they'd think it was from some two-year-old. Yeah, yeah my kid could paint that. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then on the back, you'll see it, 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 my, the camera work is horrendous. I apologize for that. Um, 
on the back, it looks he's scribbled all over it with markers. <laughs> just like, <laughs> like I think he got his kids to do it because it's, it's it's such a shit fucking hack job, especially the back of the Game Boy. Like, is it even autographed? Um, yeah. There's like a you see, there's like a little black square in the bottom right corner yeah, of yeah. the back. That has yeah. it's a piece of black tape, and he signed it. I think in like silver sharpie. When you would play you it, can't oh, okay. see it the, when you would play it with tr- with the marker just come off all over your hands. I never played it because oh, okay. it's un- it's practically unplayable. But on the back, it's also got this. So it's scribbled over with markers, <laughs> and and then he's put like two like red glittery giant stars on the back of it. And then there's a blue box where the where the serial number information is. It's it's the stickers ripped off and it's colored in blue and it says in white. It says you like the, the letter U. You can't play me like that. <laughs> Brilliant. I love this. Yeah. So if, I'll put the um, if anyone here is listening to the enhanced version of the podcast, the uh, the AAC version of it, um, the chapter mark for this bit will have a a picture of my stupid face holding this Game Boy, <laughs> uh, and also a link to the article so you can see the other two pictures. Yeah, this is nice. Cool. You should throw the link in the so, you should throw the link in pretty the, awesome. the show notes too. Yeah, I'll put a link in the show notes as well for you um for you troglodytes listening to the MP3. <laughs> you caveman. <laughs> good stuff. Oh uh, well. Very good stuff. Um, so that's the price drop and the eShop. And, and now we're going to talk about the Nintendo 64, uh, what it meant to us, what our favorite games were. Uh, did anyone else play Dark Rift? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think, uh, Mike, do you want to start? You have information in front of you, don't uh, you? Well, I mean, it was just going to go over the basics, like N64 released in America September 29, 1996. Um, I didn't get mine until Thanksgiving. Yeah, I didn't get mine until later, too. My birthday is December 1st, so it, when I was a kid, it was pretty easy to get a game console for my birthday, based on the timing of it. Because then I could just be, well, you don't have to get me a Christmas present. Uh, um, and then they were like, <laughs> all right. Like, my Christmas present will be, like, a game. And then they recovered. Yeah, yeah my... Uh... I seem to recall getting mine with a bundle with uh, Donkey Kong oh, 64. Geez, yeah, yeah, I got mine with no bundle. I got mine with a copy of Super Mario 64, and then when it came out, Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, actually, yeah, same with me. Oh, I, yeah. Uh... Oh, and, and, and my bundle came with a watermelon green see-through controller. But not a watermelon green see-through system? No, it was a black system. Did it, have, like, it came with I two still, controllers? I still have it. No, it just came with one. one. It had extra controllers lying around. Weird. Man, that yeah. was that thing. Like that was like a like a mid to late nineties thing where shit was just fucking translucently colored. Yeah, it was. They had a translucent Game yeah, Boy so uh, color. Yeah, board. thanks Apple. <laughs> Fuck, IMAC's ruined. <laughs> I'm the IMAC is much of a it is like a bastion of brilliant design now, but back in the nineties it sparked one of the worst possible design trends ever. Yeah, no, this is very true. You can see all the insides, um, and it's in neon color. I uh, I got mine uh, that Christmas after launch, and uh, my uh, my grandma had gotten it for me, but um, was trying to hide it, and she had it in this huge safe that she had. And I was with her one time, and she went to that safe to get I don't know some cash. She was gonna take us out for lunch or something. Me and my little brother. And um, I saw it sitting in there, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And I, you know, like I knew it had to be for me. Like no one else, you know, all my cousins were either really young or, or a lot older than me, so they they weren't going to play it. And they were mostly girls. Um, no offense to any girl listeners. And um, <laughs> but she told me that it was for my uh, my older cousin Jenny, and I was like, "Oh, that fucking sucks!" And I believed her because I was just a dumb <laughs> god. I don't know, nineteen, I guess ten or eleven. And then um, yeah, and then that that Christmas, I got it. 
and uh, she didn't get me any games, which I thought was weird. And then when I got home, my mom gave me like uh, Mario 64 and Shadows of the Empire, and I wow. was stoked. <laughs> and you you called your cousin Jenny and was yeah, like, "Yeah, fuck it, Jenny. Jenny." Did you guys um <clears throat> subscribe to Nintendo Power back then? Oh yeah, definitely. Yep, Scott. Yeah, 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 and and I yeah I, I did yeah I did. Okay. Did, okay. did did you did they send you those promotional VHS tapes like they sent to me? Oh yes. Yeah, my, I still my, have them. Do you remember the one they sent for the N sixty four? no, I, the only one I really remember Scott, had a bunch of test footage in it, didn't it? The, the only one. Go ahead, Scott. The only one I really remember is uh, the Star Fox sixty four one, which was awesome. Oh, with the Rumble Pack, yeah. yeah. Was good. But the end, I remember this one, the the Project Reality one. It just it yeah. just showed the one demo of the snow speeder wrapping the legs of the ATAT, and you were you had to be like, no one will ever make a video game better than this. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> just on that one image of 3D snow speeder cabling the ATAT's legs and then it toppling over, you'd be like, it basically is Star Wars. I don't need to watch the movie. It looks that good. <laughs> the, Through my my twisted kid eyes. Yeah. The, 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 yeah, exactly. There's that. There's always that feeling. Every time a new system came out back then, you were like, nothing's ever going to look better. <laughs> like when the fucking like Super Nintendo came out, we were like, think graphics will never get more photorealistic than this, guys. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, when that Super Nintendo uh, came out, and you just watched, you know, they had the demo, um, the demos in the stores that would just show the uh, track sequence from yep. Mario World. Like, dude, when he ducked under the giant bullet bill, yeah, I craved oh, yeah. my pants. That was so amazing. <laughs> yeah, I can remember being at a Sears and like, and I not having an SNES yet, and like seeing that running and then playing it and just thinking, my God, this is incredible. <laughs> They'll never do it in 3D. No, it's impossible. This is it. This is this is the top. The early screenshots of Mario 64 and Nintendo Power. How psyched were you? Yeah, pretty fucking psyched. I I don't think it really sunk in until I I played the the game. You know, like I saw the screenshots, yeah. I was like, oh, it looks great. But it wasn't until you really controlled Mario that you're like, this really works. This is something new. Yeah, like, yeah. And the yeah, giant chain incredible. chomp and you know stuff like that. Oh, Though yeah. I was still more looking forward to Shadows of the Empire because at the time, what what year was that? Ninety six. I was in middle yeah. school and I was at the height of my Star Wars fandom, pretty much. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. I was playing the customizable card game. Like <laughs> I was into Star Wars more than I probably. I mean, I still fucking love Star Wars, but the prequels took a lot of wind out of my sails. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but back then, I mean, I read Shadows of the Empire. Like Shadows of the Empire was a big deal. It was like they were going to do everything for Shadows of the Empire except make a movie. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. I had the comic. The comic's really good. Yeah, it had a book. It had a comic. It had a video game. It had everything. I think it had yeah. action figures. Oh yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. I think it even had an expansion in the customizable card game. Wow. I uh, yeah, like, it was and Shadows was Shadows everywhere. wasn't just some you know knockoff game. It was really good. Yeah, yeah, it's got its weak points, but yeah, the opening level is epic. It really is. I, I feel like the vehicle levels still hold up really well today. I mean, the on foot stuff was very floaty, and and you know yeah. the jumping especially kind of sucked. But uh, the vehicle levels, I, I still think are, are great. And, IG-88 was a pain in the ass, too. I, I was about that. to yeah. say, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. Uh, wait, did Factor 5 make that game? No. I don't think so. Uh, no. Here, hold on. I've got, um... Well, keep going. I had a, a list open, although it closed now, but I had a list open of uh, all the N64 games. Here we and go. Does it say that? Can either, can either yeah. of you guess what 
what early N64 game I was most excited about. Oh, it just says LucasArts developed it. Oh, okay. Pilot Wings. No, God no. Quest 64. I was going to say Quest 64. (laughs) (laughs) Blast Core? No, Turok. Oh, yeah. Turok. I had a lot of fun with Turok. Dude, that game Turok was, was awesome. like a big deal because it was like, ooh, Nintendo's getting a mature game. Yep. And dual stick, sort of, kind of. Oh, yeah. Then they had to use the C buttons to kind of yeah. turn, didn't it? It worked for what it was. Well, did, did you guys, speaking of dual sticks, did you guys ever play Goldeneye with twin stick mode involved? In, in, I don't engaged? think I did, no. No. There was a mode in Goldeneye where one of the control schemes. I think they're called like 1.1, 1.2, 1.3, but then there's a control scheme called 2.1, which inv- which uses two controllers. What? Yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. It's dual analog, but you need two controllers to do it. So, wait, how does that work? Because that would mean one player controls two... No, 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 no. You can only play it with up to two players maximum that way. Yeah. Oh. Like, player one would use ports one and two, and player two would use ports three and four. That sounds that, really yeah. awkward. And then you wouldn't use the, um, you couldn't use the, like, R button to, like, aim or anything. You just had to use, yeah, use the other stick to do all Yeah, it aiming. didn't work very well. No. <laughs> but it was in there. And another game that did that was Robotron 64, because it was a twin-stick shooter. I remember that game. In the arcade. And that one, that one I played, I rented that, and I played the crap out of it with twin sticks. And it's great if you've got two controllers to play it with. Because then it's, per- the twin-stick gameplay is perfectly replicated. Huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that I... was kind of neat. They really tried some weird stuff. <laughs> um, about Mario 64 real quick, I know there's plenty to talk about, and I don't want to spend too much time on that one specifically, but I remember it being the first game that I could really just have on and just kind of fuck around. You know, like, yeah. even the old Mario games, you've got time limits, and, and most SNES games, you couldn't just run, you know, walk around and do whatever you want. But in 64 yeah. you could. You could just walk around the castle. You could fly around outside the castle, like, once you... I think you had to get all the stars, and then you could get up on the the roof and talk yeah. to Yoshi and whatever else. But and then I, I just remember it was the first game I ever just like even kind of tried to break it. You know, I'd spin the camera so I could see through walls, or I'd get it right up yeah. as soon yeah. as inside Mario, and just really like there's just mess around with it. And it was there's a so fun. there's a way to get up to the roof without yeah having a whole bunch stars. of complicated wall if, kicking. If you are <laughs> crazy good at wall kicking, I spent like three solid hours one day doing it. Did you and do I it? Got, I got it. I mean, it took me like three hours to do it. It was, just, and I could see it, and I could understand what I had to do. It's just that the angles are so tight that if you're off by even a little bit, you fly off the side of the castle. You have to keep yourself perfectly aligned between these two walls, and it's really difficult. But you could pull it off, and when you do, you feel like fucking god king. Jesus. What? And was Yoshi up there, and he still said the same spiel, like that you got everything, and yeah, but he doesn't give you the cap or something like he's up there, but you can't interact with him or something. Oh, okay. I forget. Like oh, there's okay. some trigger in the code that makes him un that makes him not fully functional huh. until you get, until you get all hundred stars. That's interesting. Or a hundred. Yeah. 150. Yeah. I 150 yeah. that game so many times, man. I love, I love I Mario did. 64. That is I my, did. I think I've said it before. That's my favorite 3d Mario game. Yeah. It, it's up there. It was great. I, I'd have a hard time putting it against galaxy two. Um, they might be kind of neck and neck for me, but like I said, just playing Mario 64 and just, just exploring it <laughs> and just fucking with it was just so much fun. And I there was just, my, there's I just something, something about the, you know, the game opens up and you're just in the castle garden and yeah, it's hey, just sh- like, go, go on, do stuff. And you're like, Oh shit. 
That's true. All right. yeah, there's not there's not much like exposition. Even the even the new like Mario Galaxy games have at least a little bit sort of like introduction levels. But back then, yeah, they just you got a letter, come get some cake, and then you go to the castle and kind of <laughs> see what's shit has gone down. Yeah, and then that's it. Yeah, you just go. Yeah, I, uh, chase a little bunny rabbit around the sewer. Yeah, I hated that. <laughs> yeah, gotta catch him twice. Yeah, I hated that. <laughs> yeah, he was awful. I can't believe, Mike, that you spent three hours trying to get to the roof, but you never got all all the stars. Was it? I know. Were there just some you couldn't, or you just weren't interested? In I think I just it? burned out on it at yeah. one point, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm done with this game." Something else came out. I think there are a few. I'd there are a few levels. I, there are a few levels. I never where got it's easy to burn out. I didn't get all the shines in Mario Sunshine. I didn't get all the stars in fucking Galaxy. I never do. Huh. I never do. Yeah, that's I crazy. beat the game and I have the intent of finishing it and I do a couple levels and then eventually like another game comes out and it just falls by the wayside because well I already beat it. Yeah, yeah, well, that's fair. So Zach, you you got your N sixty four rather late, a few years after. Yeah, launch rather time, late. You, yeah. you, you you still went back and played all these launch games. I mean, or had you played them at friends' houses or something? I'd played like that? I'd played most of them at friends' houses, but I actually went back and bought a lot of older games recently. I mean, I've I've been on that kick pretty recently where. You know, I'll look in the comic shop, I'll see, oh, look, they have Star Fox 64, I'll buy that for $10, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Yoshi Story and stuff like that. Um, I sold Donkey Kong, so happy I did. Good idea, game is a awful game. It kind of was. My favorite part, though, was just finding the arcade machine and playing the original Donkey Kong. Yeah, that's Kong. all it was good that for. That should yeah. tell you something about how bad the rest <laughs> of it was. Yeah, um, I kind of have fond memories of Donkey Kong 64, if only because it was the first christmas where my mom like really tried to go out on her own and like buy me video game stuff like without like my older cousin helping who, who kind of knew things about video games and she knew i wanted it and she got it for me but then she also got me like the generic player's guide instead of the nintendo one which doesn't uh, even matter but as a kid like of course i noticed the primal it. one then, exactly and then she got well, me it was um, like five dollars cheaper exactly sure. and so i like i don't blame her but as a kid like of course i i noticed i never said anything but and then she also got me a uh like a third party um controller with like a built-in rumble pack and it was like yellow like i, I guess the, oh, maybe they had some promotion yeah. that you'd get it with donkey kong or something i don't know but it was the same thing where the the button stuck and it never felt quite as good <laughs> but of course i didn't say anything and i just appreciated it i, I remember <laughs> those old prima games were uh they always had errors in them the guides yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know how, like, I mean, I guess Nintendo gives them the games to make the guides, obviously, but it seems like, yeah, that, the guy who does it, like, he's got probably a tenth the amount of time the guy from Nintendo Power had to write yeah, the same sure. guy. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't perfect. have direct access to the guys who made the game, yep. so. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, they, they have the short end of the stick there. And have, have either of you even heard of Dark Rift? No, you, you kept talking about that. You keep talking about it. I know. It was an early fighter. Uh, early fighting game on the N64 that had these huge hulking uh, monsters of characters and uh, it not like not like Rampage or anything but they were just these you know big ogres and uh, you know dudes with lots of armor and it actually played like shit but uh, I, one of my earliest uh, N64 memories was playing that with, with a buddy and it was an awful, awful game but it was really fun to play with him yeah, I'm looking at the box art now, and you know, I might have actually possibly rented this one time. <laughs> Hell yeah. It, it looks Man, kind of familiar. I, I remember when you could just go to the store and rent games. I did that a lot. Oh yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. That's how I played most of my games. Yeah, Blockbuster. Now we have Gamefly, but I don't have Gamefly. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. either. Yeah. Kind of expensive for what it is. 
Yeah, I don't play enough games for it to really like. If I was playing games constantly, which I kind of wish I was, then I wouldn't have use for it. <laughs> yeah. I also like to own games. Like, same just, me too. It kills me if like I have to re like resell things. You know, like yeah. either GameStop or even just like on eBay or stuff like that. Like, I yeah. hate I hate to do it, but of course things yeah. come up and I've got to. Well, sometimes. when I was a kid, I had like I think I had just gotten a Super Nintendo, and my mom was like, "Well, you don't need this Nintendo anymore. You have a Super <laughs> Nintendo," and I was like. Yeah, I guess. And then, like, a week later, a week later, we had a garage sale, and she sold it out from under me. Oh. Along with all of my games, I had, like, 50-something NES games. Like, Oof. I had a good collection for a kid. I, I was spoiled. So, uh, I had a good collection of, of NES games, and all of them gone, along with... And uh. I didn't... Who cares if you'll sell the system? I can get another system. But the games... All those games. And I'm sure 90% of them were crap. I don't even remember what they all were, but, man, they were good. I, it was a I'm sad... probably remembering it wrong too. I bet I probably had like twelve, and it looked like fifty <laughs> to my to my to me. It was a sad day when my Nintendo stopped working. It was so sad. My super yeah, so ever, my Super Nintendo ever still day, works. I won't, I won't sell a game now. Like I would I would get rid of some stuff that I'd gotten for review, like stuff that I didn't like. Yeah. But if it's a game I bought, like I'm keeping it forever, yeah. if possible. Yeah, actually, I um. I what if a, I want to play it? I have a uh a, like a DS case carrying case and i just opened it the other day to actually finally put my 3ds in there and i all these games fell out that i didn't even know i still had (laughs) i mean like just all kinds of crazy things i I just that happens especially with game boy and like handheld games yeah Yeah. because you just lose them oh i've lost i've lost a lot of old game boy games that i i wish i still had um i'm gonna jump around here in the the n64's life but i i loved starcraft as a kid i, I played it on my like windows oh, that's 95 right that PC. came out on the you did 64. not you did not have starcraft 64 well you know like i i read nintendo power pretty much exclusively for my video game news and it was it yeah. was always like supposed to come out this year and so i always told my mom i wanted it but of course it, it would always get pushed back it would never come out and i would like call gamestop and they would pretty much just make up a date that it was going to come out and it never did so my mom was nice enough to again her her trying to uh to I don't know, help me with my, my video game needs. Uh, she, like, went on the computer and she just made a little, like, gift certificate, basically, just by herself. And it said, like, good for one copy of StarCraft 64, <laughs> like, whenever it comes out. And I I didn't wait for it. I ended up just using that to redeem something else at some point. And then um, eventually I rented it when it came out. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, I'm so glad I didn't <laughs> buy this. Like, I was just so mad that I waited I don't know why I thought that it would translate well at all. I mean, I loved it on the PC. I had no problem playing it on my computer, but for some reason, I just had to have it on the N64. I remember it looked like it's the best game ever on the best system ever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it did look pretty bad. I even tried. uh, Me and my cousin, we even tried to play like split screen multiplayer at one point. Oh, that just just killed it. (laughs) Yeah, that was. Isn't that the reason the game was delayed so much? Was for that? Yeah, because they even put in like a little like exclusive campaign, I guess. Yeah. Um, that might even, which is probably why you wanted it. Yeah, which might even tie into the canon. Like they might still consider it, you know, canonical. But I, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. Yeah, I, I do remember they had uh, exclusive content. Now that you mentioned that, I was, yeah, was I read about it in Nintendo Power. I never played it. Yeah, it was rough. I mean, it, it didn't control terribly. They did an admirable job, but you couldn't control as many units at a, at a time, and the the unit count i think was lower you couldn't even make as many units as you could in the pc version which is the whole point of like great now you can't play zerg yeah exactly yeah you're great you can build like 50 zerglings and that's it well that's not really going to do me much good (laughs) so uh yeah that was that one was rough 
Um, just just one other note about my mom buying me things for Christmas. It was great because that was when GameStop was really big on pushing, like, the cartridge cleaner kits. And I feel like every birthday and holiday, I'd get a game and then, like, a cartridge cleaner kit because they tricked my mom <laughs> into thinking my games were all going to break if I wasn't, like, cleaning them with, like, a swab and rubbing alcohol. Every day. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, you know what we were speaking about earlier, speaking about those promotional videos? One of, one of you had mentioned the one for Star Fox 64. Yes, so yes. good. Where they like it's like it's like a fake fake guys from Sony come by Sony and Sega and Sega and they're like it's like a guy dressed in like like a blue hat and like a guy dressed in I don't know what color Sony was gray Nintendo was the gray I don't know Nintendo Nintendo was red at least in America yeah so they come by and they steal what do they they steal uh they kidnap somebody right yeah they kidnap like the lead like programmer who was just like a mad scientist basically, yeah, that's right. or they kidnap, like yeah they kidnap like, like the lead programmer and they're like you got to give us the secret of <laughs> star fox 64 and how awesome it is so we can beat you yep. and he's like and then he goes on to explain to the two guys what makes star fox <laughs> 64 right. so awesome and then they get to the end and he's like and then we've got the rumble pack yeah and that just like blew their faces and off. The, yeah and the two guys like playing the reps from sony and sega like are just like what are we gonna do we're fucking dead. What the fuck are we gonna do? What are we gonna do, my family? What are we gonna do? Like, it's I kind like, of funny that I like the at Rumble the, Pack. Me too, and it's funny how it ended up becoming a staple. You know? is, like, yeah, you can't not. Every controller has to rumble yeah. now. I mean, that was uh, so many. There were so many complaints with the original PS3 controller that they just got rid of it and started yeah. and added. They it were in like, the, "Well, uh, this is a stupid feature. This is an old feature. Gamers don't care about it anymore." And people were like, "No, we fucking like it." <laughs> right. Not to, no, mention, to be fair. Without. I like it just because it adds more heft to the controller. Well, I was going to say, without, without it, the PS3 controller weighed about, like, two ounces, and you just felt like yeah. you were going to break <laughs> too light. I felt like I was going to throw it across the room every time I picked it up. Exactly. Like, just whoop! <laughs> yeah, you just, just you'd go to lift it up off the table and just launch it into the air. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure it's no more, like, if it's heavier, it's probably just going to take more shock damage, but... And, and the, just with more heft in your hand, it feels better. And yeah. 64, the first uh, system where they started going nuts with the accessories. You got the... Uh, you got the rumble pack, but you also had those stupid memory packs. I had a, yeah. I had a couple of memory I, packs. You had to. That was stupid. Well, there were um, some games, yeah, where you re- like you had to have them. To yeah, save. some games yeah. didn't fucking code so you right. could save to the cartridge because they didn't want. They were too cheap to like what put a fucking battery in yeah. it. Come on, Mario I feel like Kart. You couldn't save ghosts. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. That, yeah, that was something like you couldn't save ghosts, but you could at least save your progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. And Madden, it's just that they didn't. There was not enough space memory wise. Madden for, required. For the Madden and Blitz both required uh, memory packs. Yeah. They probably had to load the playbook onto it or something. Oh, yeah, that was the Or worst. no, there were just so many stats, I guess, to keep yeah, track Yeah, like of. your season data and everything like that. Yeah. And, and then do you I remember, think, like, third, third parties Wave Race 64 required it. Yeah, that sounds right. Period. And then... For ghosts, probably. Yeah, and then third parties ended up making rumble packs with, like, the controller pack built in. That's right. Yeah. yeah, it was just... Crazy I'm stuff. surprised Nintendo never made one of those. That seems like an obvious thing. They should yeah, have made like an Ultra Controller that had the Rumble Pack attached and a Memory Pack built in. You mean the Wii Remote? <laughs> <laughs> it has both of those. Pretty That's much. Right. Um, what was it? I, oh, and then the Expansion Pack, of course. Expansion. Oh, the Expansion oh, Pack. Man. How many games used the Expansion Pack? Like five. Can you pull up a list? But there were some important ones in there, like Perfect Dark and Majora's Mask. You and Donkey Kong. Perfect. Yeah, it, it came with and Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. It yeah. came with Donkey Kong, didn't it? Yeah, you I think could, so. Um, yeah, let me let me look this up. What was it? The ex- just expansion pack? Um, I think it yeah. came with it was Turok just like 2, four, too. It was four megabytes of memory. That's all it was. Yeah. But I think it was four. It might have been eight. I remember yeah, that, the expansion that pack. 
if you had the expansion pack plugged in for Turok 2, you could do a widescreen mode. Oh, nice. Ooh, yeah, I found cool. a list of I found a list of games that supported it, and then there were games that you had to have it. So Majora's Mask, you had to have it, and Donkey Kong 64, you had to have it. That's it? Um, yeah, Perfect Dark, I remember it, you, if you didn't have it, you couldn't play multiplayer. You, yeah. had, you had to have it for multiplayer. That's right. But yeah, all, all these other games, and even, yeah, Star Fox, or StarCraft 64 used it <laughs> um, to play, what's it say? The expansion pack was required for the Brood War missions. So apparently the game ran the normal StarCraft campaign just fine, but the expansion... <laughs> just couldn't run Brood War, the, that's the weird. The Brood War expansion pack needed the N64 inspection expansion pack. I don't know why. That's and let's, let's not forget the, uh, the, the Pokemon port thing. Which I, uh, one? The, the Pikachu N64? Oh, no, the Hey You Pikachu. Hey you Pikachu oh, that yeah. too. But I, I was thinking about the the Game Pack pack, where you could plug your, for Pokemon Stadium. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. It was. I used the hell That's out of clever. that. That's clever. Yeah, that was great. And I, it even, it was like basically like a super Game Boy. It just let you even play the Game That's Boy game right. just on your TV, which was great. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, Pokemon Stadium rules. Not so much really anymore. Did you guys ever, um, I, I'm sure everyone's played Pokemon Snap, but did you guys ever actually take your cartridge oh to, um, to, I did once. to Blockbuster? I did once, yes. Cards? Printed them out, baby. Because I, I, I always loved um, Charmander and, and all his iterations, and I just had, I remember just having like Charizard stickers just all over my room as a kid, just like on everything. <laughs> didn't, didn't I think they had a they deal, had there was like, a coupon, well I think you got a coupon where you got like your first set for free or something. Yeah, yeah. and you got a little just, sticker book. Yep. Yeah, so I got my first one for free, and then I never did it again, but it was cool. Yeah, it that was. was. A really, that was really cool. I mean, yeah, it just it felt so advanced at the time, you know? I mean, Pokemon I guess, Snap's I guess one, of the, one of the best N64 games. It's surprisingly good, considering the stupid premise. Did you guys ever <laughs> play the um, like the Virtual Console re-release of it? Yeah, Carl and I Carl and I bought it for each other on Christmas oh, one year. Geez. That's we gifted, awesome. We gifted it to each other. Well, because they added in like actual Wii functionality where you can take pictures and then send them to uh, to people on your, your Wii friend yeah. list. Oh, nice. Yeah, which is great. It's like, the only time I can think of them actually adding something into a Does it control game. as well? Because it controls nice on the it N64. It controls fine, yeah. Okay. yeah. You know, that, that would be a great game for the 3DS with the gyro sensor. You oh, could just man. just turn around to move the camera. It would look good in 3D, too, being in first person. Oh, well, it would look, that, that game, someone needs to make Pokemon Snap 3D. Get on it. Yeah. yeah. And how would Fuck that, the how ambassador would that, program. Yeah, exactly. How would that not sell, like, millions of copies, too? You know, like, that would I would be rather have that than Star Fox 64 3D. Ooh, he said it. Zach said it. <laughs> we were all thinking it. Speaking of, is it, I mean, well, I guess that's that's not really N sixty four, like Star Fox sixty four three D. But we should talk about Star Fox sixty four. Yeah. Why is there yeah. no save? Why why can't I save my game? So you were forced to play it and love it again. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess I was just designed that way. Yeah, just to play through it a bunch and go all the different ways and get all the different endings and stuff. You know what I thought was really funny is at the beginning of the game, you know, there's that guy that just says "Good luck." Yeah. Like that guy. That's. Like that guy was like the chief editor of Nintendo Power at the oh, time. Oh, really? Or something. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Was, he was somebody like decently high up at Nintendo Power. That's right. Good it is luck. only the first mission, right? He doesn't say it any other time. It's as you're launching. Yeah. yeah. I miss Good the uh, I miss the animal animal sounds from the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Durbin. You could do all four of them perfectly, or all three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Taco one was always the best. <laughs> well, and then you got Slippy, and I think that's the point where everyone started hating Slippy. Was just when he actually had a voice. It's because Slippy doesn't know how to yeah. use an R wing. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know why he's up there. <laughs> Fox, get this guy off of me. Again. So that's too, I, I remember they, they always gave you shit if you didn't get them all or if you took too long, you know, like especially yeah. Falco, but all of them would be kind of like disappointed well, yeah, but their in ships, you. <laughs> their ships took damage, man. Yeah, you had to, yeah. If you, and the missions if you let changed, them die. You know, depending yeah. on who was alive or well not alive, but who was flying with you at the time, yeah. you know? Yeah. I always thought Yeah, they'd be they would be out of commission for the whole next mission yep. if you if you let their ship go down. So that was and you need them on some of the higher levels. Oh yeah. So that N sixty Oh go ahead. I was just saying especially to to get, you know, the different levels and stuff. Some yeah. levels you couldn't even get to without them in, in the party, you know, the level before. It's and isn't it really hard to get to that underwater level? No, the underwater level is really easy. I think the easy path. Yeah, I think they make you go to it because they wanted to show off the sweet submarine, which wasn't sweet oh, at all. I hated the train level. I still do. That's the best. The train level is one of my favorite <laughs> levels in any game ever. Ask it Johnny is Metz. so hard to beat the boss. Ask Johnny Metz. He will tell you it is his favorite level in any game of all oh time. Oh, my God. It's, it's super hard, but wait, it's kind of epic. You Why know? do you fight the boss? I just hit the switches and let him I, I drive can, himself into I the I always train miss that last switch. <laughs> oh. Always miss it. I've played it. That's my favorite level, so I've played it so many times where I know the switch is like clockwork. Uh, I, I never you. miss them. My favorite, my favorite level in there I can't was, believe you don't like it. It's so good. It was really good. My, my favorite level in there was the Independence Day like influenced one where it's like flying over that. that oh, that is cool. Yeah. Flying over the pyramid. You got to like fly under it and shoot the. Oh, yeah. Know, total Independence re- Day ripoff. Reactor, I guess, or whatever it is. The laser, big giant laser. I, yeah. I love that first level. I mean, it's. The first level is good. My least, what's your least favorite level in Star Fox 64? Because mine is the lava planet. Oh, yeah, that one You're just constantly damaged, right? Especially if you fly lower, right? Yeah, yeah but you, you get pickups every two seconds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there's there's some lava waves that I, I to this day, I still always get hit by. And the boss is like pretty cool in that level. The boss, the boss is cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, yeah don't, I don't. I don't I, like the train level. I think there may be one or two levels on hard that I ever even played. I actually, I'm gonna say I don't like any of the uh, flying through space levels just because the pop up is so bad. Even yeah. the asteroid belt? Yeah. I love the asteroid belt because it's your gateway to talk to the space whale. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes no sense. <laughs> and Fox is the ghost of Fox's dad or something yeah. is there too, right? Yeah. Or his dad is the space whale. It's a windfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that game was that game was wild. Especially as you did play it more and went down the different paths and like different endings opened up and you did start to see, you know, Fox's dad and yeah. yeah, and the hard the hard path is hard on that game. Yeah, I don't think I've ever I, done the the whole hard path. I never. I think I've gone through it, but I've never beaten the game on hard. I've only at the most beaten it on on medium. Oh I'm really? Only, I usually beat it on easy. Okay, I, I yes. am gonna I am gonna go ahead and say what we're all thinking. Super Nintendo Star Fox is the better game. <laughs> mm, I don't I don't know about that. I never beat Super Nintendo Star Fox. Yeah, I played the hell out of the Super Nintendo Star Fox, but no, and the N sixty four one is much, much better. It runs at more than ten frames per second. So <laughs> it already gets a head start. It has a slightly better frame rate, I'll give you that. Y- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, that game was great. And it all these N sixty four games came at the perfect time where I was like a middle schooler, so yeah. once I was out of school and all summer long, I could just play these games nonstop. So, like, you said you never, yeah, Mike, you, know, you never beat Star Fox on hard, but it's like, I beat it on hard probably multiple times just because <laughs> I had fun with it, and uh, just, there weren't many games a lot of times, uh, so I just played the, the great ones over and over again. Yeah. Now, this will be interesting to hear from Zach since you got a system late, but I got mine, like, 
practically at launch. Like I had it that year. Mm-hmm. And um, that was 96. And by the time like 99 roll around, rolled around, I was for the most part not really playing my N64 anymore. And I imagine so. I, I credit that with my initial, like up until that point, like 1999, I would never get anything that wasn't a Nintendo product. Yeah. Like I was hardcore, dead in the wool. Nintendo fanboy number one. And then it was, I got to the point where I was just like, well, there's no other games like to really play. So I got really into PC gaming. Oh, yeah. cause I had a PC and, and to me, if I had a PC, I wasn't betraying Nintendo. Yeah. Cause, it was <laughs> you know, cause it's, it's different. It's Whole PC. It's thing. not the different. same market. Yeah. The same games are not available. It's a totally different mechanism and I could build my own machine, which I did. Um, and then sometime around the end around like a year later in 2000, I got a Dreamcast. And that is when I became a multi-platform Fucking console Dreamcast. Gamer. Yeah. And I the Dreamcast was, that was, if there was a, it was, there was a, if there was a non-Nintendo system to pop my cherry on, that was probably the best one. <laughs> yeah, it was very ahead of its time. I, I think but at least late in the N64 generation or, or the, the following generation, you had to have become a multi-console gamer. You know, I yeah, mean, there was nothing just, coming out. Yeah, exactly. I think I think the moment I realized that the uh the N64 was in trouble and that there was just more stuff out there was I went to my cousin's one time and he had some friends over and they were they were doing something, but I went upstairs and and started playing his PlayStation and he had a demo disc, which first of all blew me away that you could get a disc for free with demos for like 10 games on it. And you would play them all a, a ton of times. Oh yeah, definitely. But I uh I booted up the Final Fantasy 7 demo oh. and I I was just like, holy shit. Like, you got to be kidding me that this is happening right now. And uh, even, I, I never. Games will never look this good again. <laughs> yeah, there's video, you guys. Um, and lots of it. Yeah, <laughs> plenty of it. And um, yeah, I, I, never got, I never got the original PlayStation. Um, me neither. But I, I, I definitely, either. there were definitely moments when I wanted it. And actually, when I played Final Fantasy VII for the first time, I, uh, I had bought the PC version. Me too. Because same as you, Mike. Like I, uh, I was I had an N sixty four, and then I got really big into PC gaming. Uh, you know, yeah. Half Life and and I played a lot of tribes, a lot of tribes. And oh a lot yeah, of tribes. There you go. I played tribes, a lot of yeah. Command and Conquer. And I played a lot of Unreal Tournament, thing. baby. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I played me too. a good amount of that. Tribes was our go to though. Yeah. Yeah, I never. So. I uh, before the GameCube, I didn't even acknowledge the existence of other systems. Yeah, like I would. Yeah, I was pretty much seeming like I I knew literally nothing about the PlayStation. Yeah, me neither. At all. I had it, I was blind to how insanely popular it was, and that everybody owned one. I was just like, this is just a th- I don't know. It's not. It's just a thing. It's not going to last. It's like a yeah. CD player. Yeah, like it was. <laughs> it was nothing to me. And then like by the time like the PlayStation, like by the time I realized that the N64 was done, I was like, oh, this PlayStation thing is taken off. But I didn't get one. Yeah, yeah. But then I ended up cracking and getting the Dreamcast because I was like, well, it's Sega. They're they're cool. They're old school. <laughs> right. So I'll get the. They're not. They're not Nintendo's n- enemy number one anymore. So I could support them. <laughs> and that was then I cracked. And then after that, I got a PlayStation Two and an Xbox. Like in college, I bought them both in college. Yeah. And then after that, I mean, I I took me a couple of years to get an Xbox 360. But my roommate got one before it even came out because he won that one of those Mountain Dew contests they were doing oh, when sweet. the Xbox came out. So oh, we had geez. an Xbox a month before it came out. That's awesome. Or an Xbox 360, rather, a month before it came out. Did you play a lot of Perfect Dark Zero? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> and Condemned, though. Condemned was the game we would all sit around and watch. Now, remember, yeah, it, it, is, it was backwards shit. compatible at launch with Barbie Horse Adventures, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we played that. Um, and through college, we played, like, Halo and Halo 2. Like, that's all we played through all of college. Yeah, yeah I, I played a lot of that with Light, my friends. Like, network, get, we, when the dorms, we would just be like, 
we're on a network. Everyone's Xbox is on the network. Right. Nightly 16 player game of Halo. That's awesome. Like every night for like a year in college. <laughs> um, and then like I I got an I got a I got a GameCube when it came out, so I lasted a long I time. I did too. The yeah. Yes, and Although then I the got GameCube, the GameCube, uh, I you know it dried up pretty quick, and that's when I started Except going multi-platform. Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah, I Smash had the GameCube. Brothers. I had the GameCube when it came out, and I bought the Xbox and the PlayStation Two later on. Like, I got the PlayStation Two for like fifty bucks or something. Ooh, nice. I had. Oh, I remember what I did. This is a good story. Um, Does it involve Walmart, pooping blood? It involves. It involves. Slightly, but not really, scamming Walmart. Um, <laughs> Don't feel bad about of, that. <laughs> um, I would local local Circuit City store had like six copies of Jet Grind Radio Future for Xbox, Ooh. and they had clearance them down to five dollars. So I bought all of them, <laughs> and I returned them to Walmart for fifty bucks each. Oh my god! <laughs> and they only let you do that. They only let you make three non-receipted returns a year to avoid people abusing the policy, like me. <laughs> And now that I'm abusing it, because I'm giving them a $50 product that they're going to turn around and sell for $50, they're going to break even, yeah. and they pay me in store credit, so it's not like I'm walking out the door with cash. Right. So I've got like 200 and something dollars of Walmart credit, and all of a sudden one weekend the PlayStation 2 goes on sale $50 off, and I'm like, I'm there. Done. And I got it for like 30 bucks or something ridiculous. Wow. Like, I just paid the tax on it or something. That's awesome. That is awesome. And then I, I think I got an Xbox for Christmas or something, and that was great. But then... Sorry, I'm like totally monopolizing this conversation. My, my poor <laughs> Dreamcast's uh, internal battery died a long time ago, so I have to reset the time and the date every time I turn it on. Uh, so I've been thinking about just getting a new Dreamcast. Yeah. <laughs> Although I assume I, it uh, runs on a watch battery. I could probably just re you know <laughs> get a new battery. I love my Dreamcast I, so much. I uh, my my friend Mike randomly had one. He he got it from someone, and then he just gave it to me like a year ago. I'm missing either the power cable or the AV cable, so I haven't hooked it up yet. But I've got the controllers and the few games and all this stuff, and I'm just kind of waiting to finally buy the cable and hook it well, up. I, I never I never owned one, so I'm kind of excited. I played one at a friend's house a few times. The but. good news about Dreamcast is that you can probably go online and get a torrent of every single game and just burn them to CDs. Yeah. Oh, seriously? Like that, yeah. It was that easy then, huh? It was. There was like, well, there's they they're they're imaged in such a way that the first line of code is an exploit that lets the game boot up. Nice. So, I mean, normally I wouldn't condone that kind of thing, obviously, but the Dreamcast is a dead system. You're right. I'm not, like, I don't know that I'm all the all any any money being made on it is in the third party resale market, and fuck those guys. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I'll one day that. my friend just dropped off a binder. He had just had so many CDs. He burned <laughs> two copies of every game, and he kept one. And he gave him. I have nice. like a binder of like fifty something Dreamcast games sitting around, including really weird shit like Super Magnetic Neo and stuff like Seaman. <laughs> oh man. Seaman. <laughs> yeah. The Dreamcast version of Hey Even Pikachu. I never had a microphone, so I could never play Seaman. But you look at his ugly face. <laughs> hey, that's Leonard so, um... Nimoy. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, we, we've gone on for a while here. I mean, I feel like we'll have to do another N64 episode next week because I, I just feel like there's so much we haven't touched on, and I know Andy and Neil are going to want to talk about it. We haven't even talked about Zelda. Right, yeah. Thank I God. Mean, <laughs> we've talked about that one enough. Yeah. Well, yeah, they'll, they'll come on and next gonna, week will just be all Zelda again. The listeners yeah, are going to be quick before, the listener, Our listeners are going to be like, when are they going to talk about Zelda this week? But, <laughs> let's do real quick before we before we sign off. Um, I guess we'll definitely have to continue this. Um, Maybe we continue it on the September 29th episode in honor of N64 as well. Oh, good idea. Actually, this will be its 15th birthday, so... Keep people waiting. 
Um, what we, we should do is, I think real quickly, we should name our, our favorite N64 game that we played, our least favorite N64 game that we played, and the game that we think is the most underappreciated, or one like a, like a diamond in the rough. Oh, okay. God, man. <laughs> I'm so glad we had time to prepare. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. Like, best ones are easy. I'm, I'm not... You're gonna have to really think you about go first one. mike we'll think about it yeah, yeah i will try and go clearly first. been thinking um, about this i have not i just thought this concept up <laughs> um i don't know about my favorite it might be it, it's probably either golden eye how did we not talk about golden eye i know um or perfect dark depending on i guess we both we golden played a lot of them, multiplayer dark. overall but perfect dark is the laptop gun or the suitcase gun yeah. or whatever it is yeah you can throw it on that thing is so great I loved that thing. Um, except it also has that gun that x-rays through every wall and just wall hacks everybody. Oh, yeah, that one, was, that one was difficult. Um, <laughs> we always turn that gun off. Actually, you know, though, it might be Smash Brothers. Man, there were a lot of good games for N64. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking um, at the list now. I'm not even looking at the list. So, so. many memories. Um, I will say the least, the worst game that I probably ever played, it might have been Quest 64, which I know I rented once. Yeah, it might have been Donkey Kong Country or game. Donkey Kong 64. Quest 64, I was so excited about. I was like, yes, an RPG finally like coming to And it had some really weird game mechanics in it. Like, with, like I remember it had something to do with circles where you could only attack people if you were within range of a certain circle distance of you. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. I don't know. Um, and then Diamond in the Rough game, it's really difficult to pick one. Like, there's not a lot of under-the-radar games on that oh, system. Oh, I got, I got one. Well, you got yours. I mean, I might just say... I don't know. I, I, I might just say Shadows of the Empire, even though it wasn't that under the radar, but I did really love it. Or it could be one of the Rogue Squadron games. Oh, yeah. That, 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 that game has aged know. poorly. You know what? No, I will give it to one of my favorite puzzle games ever, the new Tetris, with the, the one that Neil Voss did the soundtrack really, for. Really? You like the that game? Te- oh, crap. Wait, the te- new Tetris is so good. Four player is just in, so what? good. Tetrisphere? Or? No, no, the new Tetris. Oh, okay. Was it just okay? It was called the new Tetris. Remember, there was one okay. called Wetrix. Yeah, Wetrix was another good, well, decent puzzle game. And then there was Tetrisphere. Yeah, Neil Voss also did the soundtrack for Tetrisphere. I like Tetrisphere. I think Tetrisphere is good, but um, new Tetris is great. It's the one that introduced this thing where if you get a block of a four by four block of like all of the same piece, it like turns into a solid gold eight by eight or it turns into a solid gold like four by four square. And if you clear the lines from that, you get extra points and. It, it was the first Tetris game that let you bank a piece and save it for later and return it to yeah, the playfield. Yeah. And those those couple improvements, especially being able to bank a piece, so good. It is. It's it's like it's in the official Tetris rulebook that it's allowed. And have you guys look up on YouTube of like professional Tetris players? Because there's like versions of the game in Japan that run it like it feels like a hundred times speed. Oh, nice! And these guys are just like playing it like in some Zen mode, and they're just so insanely way too good <laughs> at it. That's crazy. That's yeah, awesome. So those will be my th- those will be my three games. It'll be uh, shit. I don't even remember what I said. My favorite game was now. <laughs> Press Golden rewind. Golden Eye or Perfect Dark or yeah. Smash Brothers. I'll pick Smash Brothers in the end. Okay. okay. Um, and then my least favorite would maybe be Quest sixty four, and then the um the Diamond in the Rough would be New Tetris. Okay. Go. I'm ready to go. Go ahead. Uh, if, if that's all right with you, Zach. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, best game. Yeah. That that's so tough. I mean, I, I guess I'd have to go with Golden Eye in terms of just how much I played it. Um, I also loved Mario Kart a whole lot. Um, oh, yeah. So it, it's got to be close to those. Um, worst... That was a great multiplayer system. Oh, it man. was. It was. I mean, even I remember 
all the systems that came out after that with just two controller ports, I just couldn't believe. Like, the PlayStation 2 only having two, I couldn't... It seems so weird to go back Why? to two. Yeah. No, the, the N64 was the first one with four. I know, yeah. yeah. And that's why it seems so weird that the next generation, the PS2, only had two. Yeah. You know, it was just very odd. The Xbox so. had four. They were smart. The Xbox had four, yeah, and the game Dreamcast had four. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. What, I don't know. I guess they were just trying to save money. I don't what know. What the hell? Sony? Now the play, PlayStation 3 overcompensating supports seven. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, I yeah, want to get seven some random together number play. there, seven, yeah. I think it's seven because I think it's supposed to be like six controllers and one Bluetooth remote controller. Oh, I yeah. gotcha. I want to get I want to get that many people together and play like a sports game and just have someone playing each role in the team. Like, I want to cool. have someone come over and play NHL 11 with me and control every skater and the goalie. That would be cool, that actually. Would. Yeah, and then and then I know you can do that, and then you can play online against other people, like you know, doing the same thing. But yeah. um, okay, and then so worst game, I I got to give it to StarCraft sixty four. That's easy for me. I, <laughs> it was just so disappointing. I, 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 I did any of you play Superman sixty four? I didn't. The actual yeah, worst in sixty four game. That's true. One of the worst games ever made, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I never played it, but I. It's yeah. infamous. I guess if I had, maybe that would be on there. And then um. I don't know, Diamond in the Rough, it's so hard because, like, like you said, it, the good games on N64 are pretty well known. Like, I Do I want to give it to like Diddy Kong Racing, which was fabulous? Mm. Um, you know, and then I'm thinking of like all the, the wrestling games, particularly like WCW and WO Revenge. Um, I mean, I just remember playing that a ton. You, with my you and Andy are going to so get along fun. just fine, Scott. Oh, yeah? That he's very fond of that oh, game. Oh, huh? yes. Yeah, see, that was great. Actually, recently a friend of mine um, got an N64 and he got that game and like four of us just sat down and played it for a couple hours. Very fun still. Um, so yeah, I, what the heck? I'll give it to I'll give it to Revenge then. WCW NWO Revenge. It was a, a great, great wrestling game. Um, yeah, I'll go with that. There we go. Uh, my favorite game is a toss-up between Mario Kart and Pokemon Snap. Um, so I feel like Pokemon Snap is a good diamond in the rough, actually. Oh, Even okay. though it's, it's fairly revered against, I guess, with uh, with Nintendo fans, but yeah, I would still call that a diamond in the rough. Uh, then I'll, I'll say most best game, either Mario 64 or Mario Kart 64, because I played the fuck out of both of those games. Yeah. Um, more so than Zelda. Like, once I beat Zelda, I didn't really go back to that um, until now, 13 years yeah. later. Uh, <laughs> uh, worst game, there was a game called Road Rash 64. Oh, uh, oh, I played that. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Uh, it was awful. <laughs> it was. For some reason, I owned that game. Uh, I think I might have, I think my brother might have stolen it from his friend's house or something. <laughs> um, and we just ended up with it. And I, I think it just uh, rotted everything around it. Um, <laughs> and Diamond in the Rough, uh, you know, I, I'd go with Pokemon Snap, but I'm actually going to go with uh, Star Wars Episode One Pod Racing. Oh, that's a good game. So much fun. Great I game. was also thinking when you mentioned Road Rash, I thought of another um, a lot of game. A lot of people actually love is Beetle Adventure Racing. Oh, I love that yeah. game. Oh my god, I love that game. <laughs> a game I rented and really liked, but I don't know if it's actually good or not. Was um, Iggy's Wrecking Balls? Is that what it was? I've called? heard of yeah, that. Yeah, I remember that game. I liked that. I, I mean, I don't really. Was it kind of like a marbly well. game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, you raced around on a track. Oh, and, and then stuff. there was Rocket Robot on Wheels, which was created by Sucker Punch, the guys who went on to create Sly Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And infamous. But yeah, pod yeah. pod racing. I I still look for that uh, when I go to the comic shop, and if I ever found it, I grab it because it's really good. Did you ever play as anyone other than Anakin or Sebulba? No, I didn't. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had actually liked that game so much that I probably I think I probably maxed out every single character. Nice. Oh wow. 
I could never beat it. I'd get to some point like in the circuit and that I just couldn't ever win. Yeah. But I just probably wasn't very good. Great game though. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Another good, you know, it's, it's true. The N64 was a great multiplayer and a good racing game system. Uh, you know, you mentioned Beetle Adventure Racing. I own that game. I don't know why I didn't think of it sooner, but man, that's a good game. Although it's really hard. The single player is really hard. But it has a kind of a Jurassic Parky level, so it's okay by me. <laughs> so it wins. All right, well, does that wrap us up? That's a good I think wrap. So, guys. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for uh, tuning don't in, forget, everybody. Don't forget to send us your emails. Newscast yeah. at NintendoWorldReport.com. There you go. Yeah, yeah, if you got any uh, N64 memories or games we haven't talked about, send them our way. Yeah, and follow us on Twitter. I'm uh, at StrikerOB. I'm uh, at OKSoda. I'm at ZMiller1902. Rate us on iTunes. Rate us well. If you're not going to rate us well, just don't rate <laughs> us at all. Yeah, you're doing no one a favor. Exactly. <laughs> so that wraps it up, gents. Thanks cool. uh, Thanks for coming on. Always glad to be here. Yeah. You yeah. know, we have to have... I'm, I'm glad Mike came on the show and Scott, too, because uh, or joined our crew because Andy's never here anymore. He's busy having babies or something. <laughs> and then and then Neil's just never here anymore either. So, uh, yeah, thank God for us. It's turned yeah. into a three man podcast. But uh. <laughs> all righty, oh, we, we made it through. We did. Talk to you all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.